Yes, for today's episode, we're going to be uh, we're going to be divvying up responsibilities. Mike will be uh, the drunk, arrogant, angry American. Nick will be the uh, moderate voice of reason, and I will be the loud, screaming, eyeballs jumping out of my fucking skull, mad liberal. <laughs> but Steve, is that not a perfect metaphor for the state of our country now? Sure, except you don't exist. <laughs> it's just the two of us. And then Wait, you, you where am up. I? Yeah. Who am I? And then you shut up and get in your corner. <laughs> we got some screaming to do. You just watch from under your bed and cry a little. Hey, guys, I always thought that politics was the art of compromise. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> Pick a platform or shut the fuck up, right? Uh, that's right, Mike. Yes. <laughs> We finally come together in, in agreement on that most important and salient of facts of American life, that moderates should shut the fuck up and know their place. And really? Steve, Steve, that's the note I want to start this episode on before it all goes downhill. You two both agree on a very special episode of the Song Topsy Report, a very patriotic episode of the Song Topsy Report, where we dissect bad, bizarre, or otherwise noteworthy music to figure out how it died. I am your host, Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. And I'm... Foaming at the mouth with rage over the conservative religious right, Steve Trollinger. Yes, yes, the libtard rage is roiling <laughs> over Steve. It's very, it's very tepid. It's like a fan blowing warm air. That's the heat of your rage. First of all, it's bullshit that they call themselves conservatives because oh you God, know what? Steven. You know what the definition of conservative is? It is someone that says, "Okay, hold on, let's all just calm down a second and think this through." At worst, a conservative maintains the status quo. What we got now aren't conservatives. They're radicals. Steve, this song this song, has nothing to do with politics. One could maybe argue, but we'll find out. Because, Mike, I, God, I feel like a debate moderator. Uh, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, this week is going to be the 4th of July. Uh, Happy... Independence Day, everyone. Exactly. For the greatest country on this great planet. Yes, the greatest country that God ever graced this planet with. America. Right, Steve? Land of the free. Or are you going to apologize for America and all of our freedom? I'm just going to be devil's advocate on both sides. I just want you to know that. I'm just saying, freedom... Free is it free, Steve? It isn't free. The word free is in it. <laughs> but you know what is free? Our podcast, which you can listen to anytime you want. So please, if you have enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts, five stars preferably. It's what the founding fathers would have wanted. Now, to, on this week, we're That gonna... and the complete and utter uh, abolition of political parties. <laughs> but not slavery. Uh <laughs> Which, I mean, the Democrats, if you go back enough in history, right, they were on the wrong side of it. That's all I know. Yeah. That yeah, is- they were, Mike. Thanks for the history lesson. <laughs> yeah. I live in 2019, though, now, when guys- they all switch <laughs> positions. No, guys, you're, you're confusing our listeners. They're wondering why we are starting this episode with such heated politics. When the- That's right, because it's time for another day at the movies. <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> <laughs> Independence Day, born on the 4th of July. Mars attacks for some reason. No, today we are discussing a song that I've wanted to cover for a minute. Uh, now, here's here's the thing about this song. This song 
Uh, it is the song Courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue, parentheses The Angry American by Toby Keith. And um, this song, for such a dumb song, has been very troubling to me. Now, once again... I also want I'm to... sorry you have a trouble with, you know, standing up against terrorism. Nick. Yes, Mike representing the true-blooded American to my right, and Steve re- representing the cowering apologist <laughs> libtard on my left are going to be kind of debating the two points of this song. Uh, really? Because it kind of seems like the moderator has a bias, <laughs> Nick, well, based on the nomenclature used. What I was going to tell you, Mike, though, is for such a st- stupid song i found i had such problem reconciling this because i'm going to intellectually argue all the reasons why this song is not a good song and not healthy not a healthy song for our country but the deep embedded reptile part of my brain the part of me that the, if there's an american mm, gene in yeah. me it can't help but react to this that's the red white and blue part of your brain right there nick the one that just likes winning it's the part of my brain that is somehow actually encased in a trailer park in my head. That part of my brain with a little American flag sticking out. Hey, now, there are plenty of shitty Americans who are rich, too. Nick. That's true. See, a point we can all agree on. Here come just stomping on the poor, you know, the, the poorest, dirtiest class we got in this country, who, who have the guts to, most of them, who are the ones that go out and serve this country. Yeah, because we don't give them any sort of economic guys, guys, benefits. Guys, 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 I, I, I have no choice but to go Steven, out and kill themselves. Steven, this song is not going to be a political rant episode. This is going to, we're going to be discussing oh, the music. Oh, it's not? No. We're going to start with a little bit of Courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue, just so the listeners, because I hadn't heard this song. Uh, I have a fun story about the first time I heard this song. I'll say it after. But uh, I hadn't heard, heard the song until a few years ago. Uh, but here's a little bit in case you have not heard it. American girls and American guys will always stand up and salute. We'll always recognize when we see you. You don't even know how to salute properly, Mike. There's a lot of men dead, so we can sleep in peace at night when we lay down our heads. My daddy served in the army. All right, we'll get into his dad later. But already, God, can't you... Steve, you can't feel your hand instinctively going to your heart as you look up at the red, white, and blue and think about all that so many sacrifices that you could be here podcasting today. No, I, I think for myself. You know, I come from a family of veterans, you know? Now, is this actual Mike or is this... My, affectation American My Mike. grandfather, he came over on this boat from Ireland, and he was an immigrant, and he served this country by being a chef, cooking food up for all the, for the military out there overseas. And you know what? Gosh darn it, man. You know, my dad served after that, was in the Air Force, you know, fixing planes up. Lived on an island, a mile-wide island for a year. Called away Manhattan. From his, away from us. <laughs> I was going to say, did he live on Three Mile Island? Because I think that would explain a few things about you. <laughs> was it Three Mile? It might have been. Oh, but okay. It, he said it was only a square mile big, though. But um, but I've always I've always appreciated, and I, honestly, I should have served myself, and I, I'm a coward. I, I'll admit, you know, I, I ran away. They even came to try to get me in a Best Buy when I was working, and I was like, oh, I got a metal bar on my leg. I can't serve. I'm sorry. They came to get you in a Best Buy? Oh, yeah. Wait, that, wait, that little station outside Crossgates Mall? Oh, this was a Best Buy in Plattsburgh, New York, guys. Like this oh. <laughs> aviation mall. 
No kidding. Not exactly a Best Buy. <laughs> well, but Mike, yeah. here's my question. What about what you just heard prompted you to go into talking about all the family members that you served? Is it because the song just... Even if you're... I mean, listeners, we're watching the music video, but you don't need to be seeing the video to feel the recruitment video that they would be playing while this song is playing in the background. This just feels like it was manufactured to make you want to attack whoever this song is vaguely alluding to should be attacked. (laughs) It does, Nick. Yes, it's very very efficient in that. It's because, you know... You're strongest together, and if you have a common enemy and you can really all link up for that. And if you don't have a common enemy, manufacture one. <laughs> Let's get into a little bit of... Oh, man, are you doing some 9-11 conspiracies, Steve? No, I'm not uh, doing 9-11 conspiracies. Look at the buildings fall! <laughs> but no, let's get into that a little bit, because actually... Uh, we do have to talk about uh, 9-11 because it was oh, kind good. of... Oh, good. The, the, the capstone have, in our like five-week journey to us discussing things has we re- have no business talking about. It has about. reached its logical zenith. We're talking about 9-11. <laughs> no, only in the sense that this song uh, came out in 2002 uh, by country music superstar Toby Keith. Also sings Red Solo Cup, another great song. <laughs> yes. I can imagine that song is very near and dear to it your heart. It really is. It is. So... There were kind of two inspirations for this song. The first inspiration was on March 24th, 2001. Uh, Toby Keith's father, uh, Hubert Keith, uh, was killed in a car accident, and he had served in the military. And then a few months later, September 11th happens, uh, and this prompted uh, him to write the song, courtesy of the red, white, and blue, parentheses, The Angry American, a song about his father's patriotism and his faith in the USA. Uh, much like many of the songs we've discussed on this podcast, he wrote it in a very short period of time. It took uh, Toby Keith 20 minutes to write this song. 20 minutes seems to be the percolating time for a song that makes you money forever. Yes. If you are writing a song and it is taking you longer than 20 minutes... When you reach minute 21, just close your book. You don't have a hit. You know, when Uncle Sam calls upon you and you feel it in your bones, Steve, that you just got to get out an anthem to get the people ready, sometimes, you know, it just comes out so fast. Everything's just perfect. See, the the thing here is I, I don't have a problem with this song in terms of its origins, in terms of who we were whose ass we were going to go kick then and there. The one that came after it, though, that's the one I have a problem with sending people to die for. And then the one after that... Well, actually, Steve, you, you you might be aligned with Toby Keith a little bit on this because he would agree with you. He took, he actually said that the song was written with references to the war in Afghanistan, claiming indifferent, to be indifferent to other conflicts. He specifically said, uh, quote, uh, but you don't have to listen but once to the words to understand that the song was strictly for Afghanistan. I have no stance on the Iraq war, he continues. And here's the thing. It's a Here, face-saving measure, but I'll take it. Here's the thing I will say about this song. I was fairly young when 9-11 happened, but I can't think of any time in recent history where Americans of all stripes, across all spectrums, across of all, all stripes, I like that. Yes. I like that. Across, <laughs> all Americans were united in the same feeling of righteous anger because we were, we were attacked. Thousands died. Everyone was on board with this. This and that's what that's the that's the environment in which the song was written of righteous, justified anger. The beauty of tribalism, you know. Now, Mike, yeah, won't get us all killed. <laughs> I then I then disagree with the. There is certainly an act uh, part 
of tribalism to this. I would argue, is there beauty to it, or is that actually kind of scary? I think it's beautiful, because you know what? This is a big country. This country's so big, it's almost like 50 different countries, honestly. I know it's 50 different states. I mean, They're called Rica. states, We've Mike. had this debate I already. I know, I know, I know. But anyway. It, was, it happened in 1863. But do you think you'd see the same unity? I guess maybe, when the the cathedral set up, got set on fire. Out in, uh, in Paris, in France, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. If you attack, if you attack national symbols, it's it's it, the symbolic nature of the very symbolic nature of it will get. But that wasn't an attack. That was an accident. Yeah. Are you saying it's different? If, I'm like, just wondering if you would see that same unity. I don't think that tribalism is necessarily a good thing because, <laughs> once again, controversial statement. I know, yeah. but I was like I said, I was fairly young when 9/11 happened. What I've learned over the years is anytime. Someone says they're certain about something, I get terrified. Nobody should be certain about anything. And when you have broken down any geopolitical discussion into a black and white, they attacked us, they hate us for our freedom, let's go get them. As soon as you boil it down to that, exactly. As soon as you boil it down to that, you've just kind of, we just kind of become like a rabble of brainless, quote unquote, patriots. We are, we are reverse ants. Ants, reverse ants. An individual ant. It, well, it's an ant, so it's not smart. But my ant is very smart. Ants, ants actually get cumulatively more intelligent the more of them there are. It's some weird hive mind thing where the a couple of ants get together. It's you know nothing, but you get a whole colony together. They can they can do, create wonderful feats of micro scale engineering. And but it only works the more of them there are. With people, it's the exact opposite. The more of us there are, the dumber ass we get. Ah, but Steve, without people, don't get me started on the uh, wisdom of the people. Nah, you when you when you get more and more people together, you're capable of anything. Like going to the goddamn moon, Steve. It's sometimes a, it's, it, it takes fear. It's, <laughs> that's that's gonna be Mike's campaign slogan. <laughs> I think we've already got that covered. <laughs> unity of unity of purpose is fine, but humans as a humanity as as a creature uh, are capable of vast social constructs to get us to to cooperate and do things. I'm just saying we always walk a very fine balance between using it for a common purpose and using it to fuck with each other. And we more often than not do not strike that balance. Well, on that note, let's get back into the song because, Steve, you are arguing that this is appealing to the uh, kind of, what would you call it, the anti-ant here's, brain? The, here's, here's, the here's I'm trying to get our terminology here's right. Here's the thing. I, I know that this anti- song was written. Anti-M. This song anti-M. was written at a point in time where this was this was a this was a, a widespread shared feeling. It was an emotional reaction. So in that respect, you know, I understand this song. Um we shouldn't still be using it for anything. But Steve, like, this song was like an in-the-moment sort of thing. Like we needed it. It was a cathartic song for us as a people. But like, it still speaks to the absolute worst in the American psyche. Steve, you're saying the song shouldn't have been played at Trump's inauguration not two years ago. It's almost as if he couldn't get anyone else to sign off on like their songs that he wanted to use. I I don't know. I to, to think that the song had a time and a place and to never be heard of again is tough. Like, I mean, it's being heard right now <laughs> to all of our listeners here on the Song Topsy Report. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. I want to hear some more of it, Nick. Don't yeah, let's, go, let's go back a little bit because you just said, you know, American girls and American guys. Well, I mean, like, you know the lyrics. 
You said your family rocks yeah, out yeah, to this. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> My daddy served in the army. We lost his right eye, but he flew a flag out in our yard. Till the day that he died, he wanted my mother, my brother, my sister, and me to grow up and live happy in the land of the free. Now this man- okay. Mike is saluting with his chorus 40 ounce and just really exemplifying the best of America. I want it, I want it on the record right now to say this is my favorite song. <laughs> I I have I have no I I don't have a problem with pride or patriotism in the right doses anything is good for you and in the wrong dose anything is bad for you Okay Dr Steve <laughs> Dr Liberal Agenda Steve pride and patriotism. applying it liberally that's your recommendation for everything patriotism Cream, is the same deal etc feel, feel patriotic until someone has to die because of it is which is actually <laughs> Because Thanks it, for making my point for me. <laughs> but Steve, I'll admit it's no it's no fun to see nuance in things. It's so I much know, more... right? Doesn't that it's almost as if if we all took a moment to actually do that, we might come to some common ground and not like throw stones at each other like in a bunch of Neanderthals. When did when did complexity become like a a dirty thing? Yeah, you know what, Steve, you're so right, and I am so glad you brought this up because it reminds me of a certain American just now who uh who took a second to think and changed his mind about bombing Iran and uh, held himself back from killing 150 people. He didn't so ask nice. first. He's supposed to ask first. The man that you would say that the man himself, Donald Trump, was looking at nuances. Who's huh? gonna die shouldn't be a oh wait a second thought. <laughs> also, choosing not to kill people doesn't make you a nuanced. Really? Now I'm curious. Now some people say he should have done it. I just and I just think that's very interesting. <laughs> What, do you think he should have done it, or do you support? Uh, do you support his decision? I'm just curious which one you think. As low as the bar has been set for this president, I refuse to give him points for simply not murdering people. And you know, we know who he is. At this point, the 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 real the real fury are the people that are he's still surrounded by, like. The, like, Steve, got, this is getting political not. ranty. This is getting political ranty. <laughs> We're got, talking about he, Toby Keith and the 4th of July in America. And you knew flagged. this was going to happen. <laughs> I thought I could divert it, though. Apparently I was wrong. What did we say at the beginning? The moderates get shouted down, Nick. It's hard to scream something moderate. <laughs> hey, hey, we should work on this issue together and find hey, something hey, that's appealing guys, to both guys, sides. Guys, guys, there's validity on both sides here, Okay. Okay. Uh, but let's hear a little bit more of the song. That I love is falling under attack. A mighty sucker punch came flying in from somewhere in the back. Soon as we could see clearly through our big black eye. Man, we lit up your world. Like the fourth of Oh, guys, oh, God, it just, it gets you pumped. Does, you know? it, get, does it get you pumped, Mike? <laughs> is it that or is it the fact that you're almost done with this 40? <laughs> also, Coors. Is Coors the the one American beer? No, that's, oh, I should have I should have brought Budweiser. Oh, yeah. Why way didn't to I give, bring the Budweiser? Way to give money to the yeah, Dutch. Pretend it's Budweiser. Just pretend. This way is to give so money much. to the fucking Dutch, Mike. I just wasn't thinking when I bought this today. Well, that makes you more American than any other statement you've ever said. 
Uh, but Mike, you say you love this song, right? You said the song gets you pumped. Do you know who else the song got pumped? Who's that? Uh, Commander Osama bin Laden. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Could you imagine if he was like, I know, I know, but it's really catchy. <laughs> no, uh, the world exploded around him. He's like, that's yeah, a good. <laughs> no, it got uh, Commander of the Marine Corps James L. Jones pumped because he told Toby Keith back in 2001. Because Toby Keith wrote this song and performed it live for the troops, but he actually didn't like record it. He just wanted it to be like a one-off kind of song he did. But uh, this Commander of the Marine Corps told Keith literally, "quote It was his duty as an American citizen to record the song." See, and that's what I was saying earlier. It was a song for the moment. Toby Keith himself knew it and knew he was just going to perform it once or twice, maybe a couple times live. But the song has a half-life, is all I'm saying. And that half-life was like five years. <laughs> oh, five months. Five months. Until Mission Accomplished. Oh, Jesus. But, no, that was the other one. Okay. But, uh, no, he went on then to say, uh, it's your job as an entertainer to lift the morale of the troops, uh, he told Toby Keith. If you want to serve, this is what you can do. And first off, to tell that to an artist, to tell them it's your duty as a citizen to record this song, what a way to get an ego. I mean, could you imagine if somebody told you that? You know, you know, you guys love coming down on people for getting recognition and appreciation for, like... Because we that, don't get any, nah, so we gotta yeah. take it out on you're, them. You're like, where's my validation? You know, fucking nobody, anybody gets any. I'm making fun of them. This, this guy went out there during a tough time, a tough time in this country, a tough time to be a, a service member, and got people amped, got people ready, and got people feeling togetherness to go out and do some things. Mike, you know what? You're 100 percent right. And, he and has to be told. It's your duty as an American citizen. When artists typically are scoffed at most of the time for being, you know, not service members, not you know, not having real jobs. Quote, yeah, unquote. Dixie chicks. <laughs> oh, we'll get to them later. But um, but I mean, wh- I mean, that's a huge honor. Here's the thing I'll say, Mike. You are totally right. Toby Keith has done way more for the American troops than I have myself. My problem is the song he did is essentially a propaganda war anthem. Everything, all the lyrics of the song are about destroying your enemy. Hey, just in a very upbeat major chord country way. Hey, you know what else is a propaganda war anthem? The Star Spangled Banner. (laughs) Yes. This song is so patriotic, though, it makes that song sound like treason. <laughs> Which is why I've always thought... That's how, that's, how, that's how American courtesy of the red, white, and blue is. Which is why I've always thought that the American national anthem should be America the Beautiful. Now, I thought it should be X going to give it to you. Now, what about... What, are you talking about the Rockets, Red Glare, Bonds Burson, and yes, Air? Yes, the like, Francis Scott Key song that he wrote when the uh, when the uh, that fort in Baltimore, I can't remember the name of the fort, uh, was taken by the... Was was about to be taken by the British, yes, and then the flag came back up, the bombs were bursting in the air. Yeah, yeah. You you know the drill. You guys don't get it. You guys don't get it. When the shit show, when the shit storm arrives, when it comes, whether it's wait, it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> no, oh, oh no, oh, you you think this is a shit storm? We're peacefully in a, an apartment doing a podcast, complaining about you know bullshit, right? When shit comes comes to coast. When we are beating each other with our own severed limbs. If things start blowing up, if, if there was a war on these fronts, right? This is the kind of shit that makes you believe that you're going to be okay. Or that at least you'll die with a purpose. Yes, it's propaganda. 
That's what it's supposed to do. I'm not if, s- if nobody did it, Nick, you'd be barreled over. You'd be... Oh, sorry. <laughs> you'd be- we have been barreled over, audio speaking. If you didn't have... Mike is holding a broken beer bottle to my throat right now. <laughs> if, you, if you didn't have propaganda, Nick, nobody uh, uh, would okay, stand up okay, for it. Okay, okay, right? okay. You, know, you. you know what makes it propaganda, Mike, is is the the use of it in in a wide range. Like, it's one thing. It's one thing to to like when the song is played in this moment to to rally the troops, so to speak, and to rally the American spirit. That's one thing. It becomes propaganda when it is used as a tool by people who had nothing to do with it and who want to achieve that same sort of feeling when it doesn't need to be felt or when it would be advantageous like commander of the marine corps (laughs) james l jones no he might have had a perfectly good reason to think to say like this should be recorded so that we can we you know like i like this song and it's doing a lot of good for our troops it's another thing when fucking people Listen to this and go, oh, man, you know what I could use this for? To emotionally manipulate millions of people into doing horrible shit I want them to do. That's when it becomes propaganda. I, 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 Steve, will back up with you that this song should not be used. Like, I, So you're saying Donald Trump put it on during his inauguration to get people feeling riled up about something that has nothing to do with him. But yet that same energy is being put on him. Yeah, and don't get me started about this song being played for the benefit of a man who gets winded going from the 17th hole to the 18th. Something tells me you'll get yourself started on that, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) And don't get me started on 45 minutes later. So wait, who was that? (laughs) Mike, (laughs) you don't tempt him. You know who it was, Mike? All right, but let's get to the chorus. Let's get to the part in where... In 2016... No, no Steve, I, w- I want to get patriotically roused, so let's let's get to this chorus. Let's get roused, all three of us men here together. Uh, uh-huh. Let's all get roused right now. I am already roused. <laughs> I, I noticed. I, I want to raise anything. my flag to this. Let's go. My flag has been at half-mast for a little while. Steve, we aren't doing enough to spread freedom in this globe. No, that's the problem. We got to get out there and we got to show people what it's like to be free. No, because it just pisses them (laughs) off and makes them hate us more. You don't like it now, but you'll learn to like it. Welcome to freedom. Spoken like a true terrorist. <laughs> there was it during during the revolution. Here's here's a here during the revolution. Oh part boy. of the part, part of, one of the things that was part, one of the things that made us that pissed us off was that the the British were the British before the war actually happened were forcing American who they weren't Americans then, but they were forcing citizens of the individual colonies to board and and, and treat. Uh, 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 English soldiers. They were forcing people to open their homes. The same thing. We're we for the past like fifty years. We've been doing the same thing on a global scale. We've been going to other people's houses and going, "Hey, guess what? We live here now. You got to do. You got. You got to like not only put us up room and board, but then you got to listen to all the shit we want to say to you, and then you got to do it. And if you don't do it right, we're gonna be a fucking douchebag about it." The very one of the very things we went to war for for our independence is the same thing we do on a global scale now. 
It's one of the few things me and the fucking orange idiot actually agree on. So he agrees with you. Yeah, in the sense that, like, he doesn't, like, it's not politically advantageous to him for us to continue going to a bunch of countries, kicking the doors down and saying, we fucking live here now. He's Pull it out. Neutrality. George Washington himself was about that, baby. On the note of the song, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I love, I love what he's, he's. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He brings in Uncle you can't Sam. Help it, Steve, he brings in the Statue of Liberty and Lady Liberty. Uh, he, in, uh, this song is three minutes and 13 seconds long, but li- literally just in this course, he crammed in, I don't know, 10 American symbols. You got uh, Statue of Liberty. You got uh, Mother Liberty. <laughs> you got you got a lot of liberty. Um, and a I, fucking bald no, shat no. on. No, Steve. Oh, Steve. Dick. We literally just got to the hand. And you hear Mother Freedom start ringing her bell, and it'll feel like the whole wide world is raining down on you. Oh, he talks about the eagle and something. Oh, brought to you courtesy of the red, white, and blue. Now, Steve, once again, as a liberal elitist, I'm assuming you you would not be one of those people pumping their fists when you hear courtesy of the red, white, and blue, because it's just that nice little bit of fuck you, America attitude. First of all, I fucking wish I was elitist. I wish I had the money and the power to be considered elitist. I'm fucking poor as hell. Steve, you got a point. You got a point, Steve, and I think you've just inspired. Listen, all right, this is when the, God, this what, is how everything goes wrong all the time. When the, Mike is wildly waving his uh, forty around, because you know, I tell you, I, I I'm gonna start the Freedom Party, right? It's gonna happen. Two two years of this podcast, you've been talking about starting the Freedom Party, uh, and I'm telling you, and every year that goes by, and every year I work in television, and I'm surrounded by the news, and I just see it, and what's happening. There's one thing you can't argue, and that's freedom. And I think because we'll shoot you in the fucking face if you try to argue it. <laughs> no, but this country was built on the idea of freedom, right? They're like, we want to be free. We want to be free from re- religious uh, people trying to tell us how to run our religions. So then they ran away and they came here, and then they fucked up a bunch of people, <laughs> and then they said we're free. And then they knew a lot of slaves, and that sucked. But then you know what? But be, be oh, wow, wow. This, Ameri- is like, this is like a like an insane decompression of two hundred years of American history. But, they fucked shit up and slavery, and then fucking Nazis, but, and but, then. Kick ass. But, but what gets, but I think what always causes the progression is the reminder of freedom. And that's what gets people to take stance. That's what gets people to take action. And that's what gets people to try to start making differences. That's what I think definitely helped cause uh, the, the Civil War. It was caused when people were like, this isn't right. Where was Toby Keith during the Civil War? That blood is on his hands. <laughs> but like, the freedom, man. So, and then, especially when it's coming to, to women's uh, to, to women's reproductive rights. And it's like, where's the freedom of my choice of what to do with my body? And I, don't, I think that argument is not used enough. People think too much about, oh, what are you going to do with the kid? And you got a hundred excuses what you can do. It's about your body. And it's about your freedom to do something with your body. And, and then, when you get to the, the gray area, it's really like, oh, man. But that's that's a person. Where's their freedom? And it goes, oh shit. Well, when's that a person? And I believe you can. Candidate pro- Mike, candidate Mike, you're over time. The debate <laughs> has to go on to the next candidate. Oh my God, it's almost as if there's nuance 
and gray areas? Whoa, 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 guys, 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 guys. Those are the swear words of this episode. We can't be talking about nuance and gray areas. We have to be talking about Mother Liberty, Lady Liberty, etc., etc. Now, some people didn't like the song even when it first came out. Some people thought it was, um, what's, what's the word? Uh, ignorant. Spoken by the Dixie Chicks. Now the Dixie Chicks were in a lot. They were in a lot of hot water around this time period. You know, with what saying they were ashamed to be from Texas because George W. Bush was from Texas, and then uh, they were interviewed um, by Los Angeles Daily News about what they thought about the song. And um, Natalie Maines uh, said, "Quote: Don't get me started. I hate it. It's ignorant, and it makes country music sound ignorant. It targets an entire culture, and not just the bad people who did bad things. You've got to have some tact. Anybody." can write we'll put a boot up your ass stay tuned listeners uh but a lot of people agree with it and uh in response toby keith responded by belittling Maine's songwriting skills and during performances displayed a backdrop at his concert showing a doctored photo of Maine's with saddam hussein that is hilarious (laughs) you say hilarious i say disproportionate (laughs) Listen, this song's all about overreaction, okay? I won't disagree <laughs> yeah, with you there. I think we're all in agreement on that. So I think it's been perfectness for, for Toby Keith to throw her up. Oh yeah, whatever. Saddam Hussein. Let's just equate this country singer who disagrees with me. <laughs> There's your terrorist right there. Get her! <laughs> and, all, and all the Toby Keith fans who obviously brought pitchforks to his concert immediately just turn their attention, start marching towards the Dixie Chicks. I don't want you two to pretend that when someone has wronged you or come at you, you shouldn't destroy that them. That you haven't had an eagerness for some spiteful behavior. Yes, but then I don't do it. No, Mike, that's my I whole... I make a decision whole, to not be a jerk. <laughs> that's my whole argument. This song is so seductive. In fact, I, I mentioned, I teased the first time I heard this song. The first time I heard this song was in 2012 while I was studying abroad in Scotland. I heard the song, my Scottish, like, uh, like RA equivalent, I forgot the terminology they use, everything in Scotland's a little different. Uh, he showed me this song and asked my opinion of it. And I'm like, this is so, like, I, I was embarrassed. I was almost like embarrassed, like, oh, God, like, this is exactly the cliche people think of America. But guess what? He loved the song. He's like, because I, there's oh, so, this is a fucking great song. Essentially, yes. Because, I don't know, there's just something, I don't so many countries have such long histories and, like, such cynicism about their own history. Whereas America is still young enough where there's enough people who are like, this is the only country where you're truly free. This is still the greatest country. And I think some country, some people like that. They like, they want to be associated with a country that's got that kind yeah, of... Yeah, Nick! But it's not, that's not a good thing, though. Nick, it's not a bad thing. I just, it needs Ooh. self, it needs, it needs to it coexist with self-reflection. Yes, America, like, America has never reflected America on America has history. to look itself in the mirror and say, all right, we have an ideal we want to strive towards, an ideal of who we are and what we could be. And a lot of times we don't reach it, but we'll keep trying. But instead, what tends to happen is part of the country does that, and the other part of the country pisses on their tires and sets fire to their house. Uh, so how dare you fucking 
talk that way. You about leave the America. good people of Plattsburgh out yeah, of this conversation. Yeah, you know what, though? But then the same, the same. It wasn't people, right of me. It wasn't right of me to use a country accent. I apologize. Nah, it wasn't right of me to use a southern accent. There. No, nah, but it, what, what, what's fucked though? Liberal you could say you could say it both ways because guess what? This country's full of a lot of people, and you got the people who are super patriotic, and the super people who are. Or the the other people, the who, super uh, people. <laughs> then you got Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. What do they think? No, but you have these people who are trying to make progress, be progressive in this country without acknowledging fifty percent of the country, you know, and, and and are and are supporting burning the flag and being anti-patriotic. How how the hell do you expect to bring this country together? You you need to love the country for what it is, and you want to make it better. That's great because it has made a lot of strides over time. And. and is it enough? No. But guess what? It's love it never its, enough. Love it for its success, but be aware of its faults. And what I'm saying, uh, the the if we divide them into evenly into the two halves that you were just dividing them into, all that one half is asking is for the other half to do that. Like, in order for compromise to be reached, a group of people have to agree on the same underlying principle, which is, yeah, we're, we're, we're special and we're different, but we don't always reach the heights that we reach towards. And as long as the other half doesn't even want to consider that, no compromise can be reached. Oh, oh, but here's the thing, though, guys. If you are on board with 90% of the left's platform, but there might be one little thing you don't necessarily agree with, you're getting your ass booted off oh, yeah. and lit in a fucking yeah, pit no, fire of no, flames. They, they, That's I, your guys' problem. Oh, that I, 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 don't, I don't disagree with the fact that, yeah, there's a lot of overreaction on that side of the fence, and if you don't agree with everything, you could very easily be vilified. That totally happens all the time. Guys... This is starting to sound dangerously like nuance, and you know what that means. We got, we got, we got, we got, we got to spread that out a little bit. (laughs) Good old fashioned America. Of course, they have footage of Toby Keith just shooting a gun. (laughs) Steel Tiger Tank Commander. This big dog will fight when you rattle his cage And you'll be sorry that you mess with the U.S. of A. Now, Mike, Mike, why do you think uh, people will be sorry that they rattled our cage? What do you think is going to happen? Nick, what do you think is going to happen? I don't know. Toby Keith, (laughs) what's going to happen? Because we'll put a boot in your ass. Hey, you know what? That's absolutely true. It is the American. That is American way. foreign policy and in you know one why? sentence. You know. <laughs> oh my! Wait, Mike. Sorry, sorry. Let me get. Let me get my phone out. All right, I got my. I got my lighter turned on. Yeah. Hey, Uncle Sam, put and your name at the top of his list. You know. You know. You know why that's true. You know why that's true. Why is that true? America's only been a country for roughly 200 and some odd years. And boy, has it been roughly. Um, <laughs> there, and in those 200 years, there has been cumulatively maybe 12 years where America wasn't at war. Over the course of, over the course of 200 some odd years, there was maybe, uh, maybe a dozen at best years of actual peace. 
this country has been at war with one country or another for almost the entirety of its existence. And if you count the war on Christmas, it's been consistent. <laughs> Throughout and that's thanks to the libs. <laughs> this is we live. We live. On, we like to say. We like to say different. But we live in a, a very warlike culture, and the problem, uh, the chief problem that I have with this song and other songs like it, is the glorification of war. Oh yeah. No, war, once again, war is not to be glorified. War is disgusting and bloody and sh- and pointless and shouldn't be fought unless absolutely positively necessary. But it feels so fun to get rabble roused into defeating someone. Listen, listen. Fucking, there are European countries that have been at war for a less amount of time over a spirit. Truly, again, they've been countries for much longer, but like fucking England and France, there was like, at least they weren't at war for like 50 years at some point. But they've had a lot more time to be around, haven't they? Yeah, but I mean, if you take that like, that ratio, it still means that we. Okay, think, we're not doing ratios. Like we're doing America, this quantity. America is essentially I'm like for Ameri- a ratio war here. America, okay. America, <laughs> America, essentially like woke up from good. a deep sleep and just started punching whoever was in the room with it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then they were like, "Okay, calm down." And they're like, "Oh man, I'm sorry. So, I just had a weird nightmare." And so then- when Toby Keith said, "Compared America to a dog whose cage you rattle," you're more like it's a drunk guy in a dog cage. That you rattle, and then he just starts punching randomly, yeah, kind of. wondering how he got in the cage. I'm curious. I'd like to see the numbers. I'd like to see the numbers. I'm I, an American. I, I wouldn't. I, I, like, about over the course of the last two decades, each year, how many people on both sides have bought Toby Keith's albums? Ha, no, that have died due to war. You know, I wonder if it's getting better or worse. I just don't know. W- worse. Is it because of the drones? Well, that's part because of it, drone, and the fact that we don't, I don't actually, know that for certain, though, and the fact that we don't actually declare war on anyone anymore. We just because yeah. there aren't the the, the bad actors aren't states anymore. Exactly. They are like groups of random people. There's military intervention. Yeah, it's no longer a ideology. country declaring war on another country. It's hard to know who's asked to put our boots in. That's, but that's my primary problem with the song and all, all these other types of songs is the glorification of war. I cannot for the life of me understand why we spend so much energy making it seem so cool. Because it feels good, Steve. Killing your adversaries who are trying to kill you is a uh, form of making it the next step further in evolution, Steve, you know? It's, yes, no, Steve, who are you to fight evolution? No, the next step in evolution was the fact that we could actually, was, was A, agriculture, <laughs> B, an increase in protein intake that the sedentary lifestyle allowed us, which allowed our brains to grow. There's a lot of people, there's a lot of people that want to fight. They just want to. They just want to go out and kill something. Yeah, because you know? the that part of their brain is being picked at by people using shit like this. At the top of his list and a statue of liberty started shaking her fist and the eagle will fly and it's gonna be hell. When There's where you that next eagle fly. Courtesy of Oh god, there's fireworks, there's soldiers, there's American flags, there's Toby goddamn Keith. Guys, I know it's wrong. And I know war war's tough. But God, you can't deny you don't feel a patriot boner. 
you get a Patriot boner. And and I, I gotta ask you for real, for reals. Before you were an adult, were you a when child? you were a kid? When you yeah. were a, when you were a child, did you ever fear much in this country? I don't know. I was just always like, damn. Dude. I didn't know well enough to fear. <laughs> I just always thought, with wisdom comes fear, Mike. I I I will admit my own ignorance as a as a kid growing up. But I was just like, dang, man. After what happened, World War II. If anything really happens, we'll just blow up the whole world, and that'll be it. And I that, felt that, that, I felt nice <laughs> thinking that. I know that that was the notion of American exceptionalism drilled into your head at a young age. If we if we <laughs> are, if the country of the United States has any problems, we just blow that other country up. It's really just that simple. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> seeking comfort God, in it. Beautiful oh, few, about it. <laughs> few thank God I could just destroy anyone else. Oh, oh thank God I live in a country <laughs> with an out of control defense budget where we spend more on. Spend more on munitions than we do on schools. Courtesy of the wet, white, and blue. You know what gets me though? The, I, I think this is interesting, right? So um, I noticed Iran uh, with the, ur- the ur- uranium enrichment is one of the big things that's a problem. And I was like, yo, where's most of uranium even come from? Dude, 33% of it comes from Australia. And they don't even have nuclear weapons. What the fuck are they doing? You know. <laughs> They're too busy fighting off giant lizards and spiders. Could you imagine if they got access to the nuclear weapons? They had the uranium. No, the anim- the spiders oh, the and spider. the kangaroos oh, and the wallabies and the koalas and the Tasmanian devil. I saw a video of a guy, a paraglider, and then he had a he had a camera on him and he landed and as he was landing, a kangaroo like hopped at him like <laughs> he was like he's like, "Oh, hi mate." And you know, like being real friendly and then the second he landed, the kangaroo just Went at him and like jump kicked him and chased him off of his land. <laughs> I fucking love kangaroos, man. That's great. He thought he was coming to say good day, but instead he was saying, "Get the fuck out of here, mate." Did you ever see that video? I forget, it was some talk show, and they brought a kangaroo on, and the kangaroo keeps trying to punch the shit out of the host. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite kangaroo the, video. The kangaroo should be the national symbol of America. I love the. Um, there's a kangaroo where this guy's out with his dog. And the kangaroo's attacking his dog, so the guy runs over and he punches the yes. kangaroo right in the I face. I did see that. And, and like, the kangaroo's like oh. stunned. It's like, wait, I can't believe you did that. But you know why they don't have nuclear weapon? They're too busy drinking beer and sitting on the beach. Ah, like, uh, see, they're doing it right. They're they, doing it right. I'll tell you guys, I think about going back sometimes and just living there. Guys. Yeah, I would too if it weren't for the aforementioned giant spiders and lizards. <laughs> I feel like you would thrive there, though, Mike. I feel like that's your kind of vibe. You can fight off all the scary animals. Yep, yep. Uh, but you're too so much. You'd a, you're, yeah, you'd, you'd abandon America to go live in Australia. True, true blue American. That's though. the problem. You know, when you bleed red, white, and blue, you just can't leave. Because what's the, the hospital? What? <laughs> oh my god, I've, I've never seen this before. It's literally equal amounts of red, white, and blue blood. <laughs> Guys, I think I ate too many M and M's. No joke, though, I am thinking dual citizenship with Ireland because I'm eligible. So That's also bad. very nothing, anti-American. Nothing, you know you can't run for office if you're half Irish. And nothing bad or partisan ever happens in Ireland. <laughs> At least it hasn't for a few years, but thanks to thanks to Brexit, <laughs> that'll get fixed right quick uh, in a hurry. It's going to be fun. The UK, those fucking assholes, huh? Man, I'm glad we don't have problems like they have. 
<laughs> Nick, I, I'm worried this episode won't be very funny. No, Steve, this song is called The Angry American, and you have just been epitomizing that throughout. Although you're not really American, though, Steve. You're What American is angrier than the liberals <laughs> right now in this point in time? Who could claim that they uh, were the uh, No, Steve, Steve, keep ranting. I'm sorry. Is it angry American or anti-American? I mean, that's all I'm hearing. That's <laughs> By the way, as to your earlier point, when you were saying, "Oh yeah, like you you don't you believe in 99% and you don't believe in 100, they they get crazy on you." The reason they get crazy is because they've been driven insane by that other side who refuses to agree on that one point. <laughs> Guys, I feel like I feel like Toby Keith failed in what he was trying to do because I don't feel like the song actually brought any of us together. And we can agree on the fact that we are screaming about it. Yes, and it's our right to scream as Americans, Nick. And don't you forget it. Yeah, Nick. <laughs> Wait, how am I the one who forgot it? You know what? You better watch out. We'll get our boots up your ass. Mine's blue. His is red. You got a white ass. You got a white ass, Nick. You need I, to I get won't some disagree sun. With that. It's got no sun at all. There's... But guys, Toby. Oh Keith. shit! Uh, fart joke. Um... Uh, uh... Finally, Woo. July fart of July. Ooh, save the episode. Fart of July. That's that's a pretty good one. But uh, but yes, you know, happy Fourth of July. This episode uh, is going to be coming out this week. Yeah, we uh, we didn't talk about the song <laughs> at we, all. We talked. Nick well, we, talked about the song. Yeah, and the, what it means and what it makes us feel on the insides. And you guys went at length about how it made you feel on the inside. Oh, yeah, well, here's the thing. I never thought it was a bad song. Still I know. You, you, <laughs> you said you liked this song. I'll defend my patriotism to the day I die. Nobody's questioning your patriotism. Which will be sooner uh, rather than later. Yes, depending on how many of those 40s you go through like per week. And next time you're gonna fucking drink a forty on the show, you buy American, you hypocritical ass. I know ass. I should have bought the Budweiser. Ah. Oh, BT Dubs. If we're talking about beers that say they're the whatever for beer, like Budweiser's the American beer, um, Foster's Australian for beer is bullshit. I've said this before. I'll say wow. it again, folks. Foster's. Nobody in Australia is drinking that shit. Oh, uh, tell me, please don't tell me they're also not eating at the Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> Say it ain't so. No. My whole my whole vision is of the of the paradise that is Australia is crumbling down around me. And their large pizzas are the size of a medium. It's crazy. Well, that's just American portions, <laughs> you know. That that throws everyone's perspective off. What do what Australians put on their pizzas? All right, we got this one. This one's this one's got stingray on it. Stingray pizza. What would be the fun name for that? You know, like Hawaiian is pineapple and stingray ham. pizza. So Melbourne. Be that'd Melbourne. be called. That'd be called the uh, Steve Irwin. Wow! You just you know you saw it hanging the pizza. So yes. the pizza. I was almost on the floor. I saved it. I saved it at the last minute. <laughs> Nick, Nick, that 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 fruit was hanging so low. That was like a low blow to Australia. It's like, hey guys, fuck your national hero. I didn't That's bring not up their national I hero. did not bring up Australia on our Toby Keys episode on courtesy of the red white and blue parentheses the angry american and parentheses. I will not apologize for this. Not today, not ever. Now he's getting it. Now I'm an angry american. And on that note, 
Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode, you guys. You and can... the furious kangaroo is hopping around. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, you can check out Dapper Devil Productions on social media as well. Uh, it's just Dapper Devil Prod on Twitter and Instagram. You can see some videos uh, and some tweets on the projects that we've been working on recently. Uh, a web series and a short film uh, are currently being worked on. You can also check out Dairies of Our Lives. For the love of God, folks. Mike, you sound so desperate every time you try. Just say, hey, guys, it's going to be really fun. Nah, but like, nah. We need to get the viewer the desperation. The desp- it's just like It's just like wooing. It's just like wooing. The desperation they can the other other people can sense it on you and it's a turn off. Hey. You need to gently coerce coerce them. Yeah, into Mike. Watching right now, lure using your all of your sexy wiles. Lure the listeners into watching Dairies of Our Lives. Hey, not that it matters to me or not, but uh, you might be interested in a little bit of comedy that's soaked with the best vitamin D I can think of. So check out Darius of Our Lives on Dapper Double Productions. Raining down like milk. Uh, what would you do if it was raining milk outside, Nick? I wouldn't go outside. <laughs> it's probably not milk. <laughs> it's God coming! Oh, oh, oh Steve, man. where may we <laughs> talk about the second coming of Christ? Uh, Steve, where may we find you? <laughs> Wait, I didn't just wow. Ryan. Way to alienate all of our Christian listeners. Uh, but BT does, folks. I am on at MrMikeRussell.com. That's MrMR.dot. And uh, why don't you tell us your favorite Fourth of July memory and how you like to be patriotic? And now you can go, Steve. I look forward to seeing him attempt to court the Christian right on. That 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 day, that day not too far into the future, stage of rally where you get like a blimp to drop milk from the sky and be like, God's coming. So, ah, so I should have said Mother Nature's giving us her blessing. That'd be less gross, huh? A little bit, yes. And sac- less sacrilegious as well. Uh, I am uh, I am found and can be found on social media at Twitter and Instagram at your man Trollo. And uh, check out my profile on the Dapper Devil website and all the fun little things that I'm on in in on that website. Uh, and uh, just a just a small note going forward: we are entering the home stretch to our hundredth episode. One hundred um, episodes. I mean, count minisodes. Uh, we've already Nick, seen shut up, shut the up. Minisodes, the minisodes. I'm talking about I'm what sorry, the number buddy. on the front of the thing <laughs> yes, says. Full episodes. Now I'm. I fully admit. I did not think we would get this far. Oh, I thought Steve I would lose was never interest. For us. I would lose interest almost immediately, but here we are. Um, so over the next couple of weeks in the lead up, I wish I had given us a little bit more of a lead, um, but I didn't. So like this will be in episode ninety seven. So we got three more. We got two more before we hit the big one zero zero, and uh, you're gonna see some real grade A heavyweight crap coming at you oh, for the next yeah. couple of weeks in the lead up to our big 100th episode extravaganza I, where we will we will cover a song that I have been waiting to cover <laughs> yes, for I, years. We're not going to say what episode 100 is going to be, but I will say ever since Steve joined the podcast on episode 7, I think, uh, he has said he, this would be what he would want the 100th episode to be. So we've been holding and off. And now that I've completely commandeered <laughs> Nick and Mike's show that they created. Only for the next three episodes. 
But really, some grade A choice oh, choice yeah. cuts. Like some of the worst music objectively ever written and performed according to very uh, reputable sources. Well, I can't wait. I'm so excited. Like, it's been such a trip, guys. You know? But I'll save my sappiness. Save for, your tears for the for that for finale. <laughs> Those tears, courtesy of the red, white, and blue. Oh, this boot up my ass really brings the tears out of my eyes. Oh, Mike, you like that. Those are tears of joy. And on that note, thank you so much for joining us this week. I am Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. And I'm proud to be an American, where at least I know it's I'm not free. the song, Steve. I'm sorry, we all kind of sound the same to me. It's a Dapper Devil Productions, see?